Ready to boost sales and grow your business without the BS? Welcome to the Business Growth Show. I'm Sam Dunning, a digital marketing, sales, and business growth evangelist. Tune in and subscribe today as I'll be interviewing business leaders, experts, and entrepreneurs from around the globe. We'll be sharing actionable tips across marketing, sales, and growth without the BS to help you skyrocket your business. And welcome back to a fresh episode of Business Growth Show. Excited to be joined by Mark Evans today. Mark could possibly be the most enthusiastic person you'll ever meet. He believes that it's very cool. Sales doesn't have to be manipulative or sleazy. He helps companies and individuals sell with more consistency, allowing businesses to finally scale their sales with systems and processes with his company, Sales Kit. He's an author, a husband, a father, and Iron Man. Mark, a very warm welcome, sir. How are you doing? Uh, Sam, I'm so happy to be here. And I don't know, I think you could almost take the crown for most enthusiastic man in sales. My my hat is tipped to you. You always bring the energy. You always bring the fire. So I'm really fired up to be on your show today. Hey, dude, really appreciate that. I've just, just had my caffeine hit. So I'm ready to rock and roll about 30 minutes, then I might crash. Um, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> So looking forward to uh, to the show today, Mark. Great to have you on. Um, what we're going to focus on is how we can stop wasting our time and get back 90 minutes every day. I know that I, for one, uh, are guilty of procrastinating quite a bit, especially when it gets to the afternoon time. Perhaps I've, I've um, just had my lunch and I'm scrolling through LinkedIn or social mm-hmm. media, whatever I'm doing, and I just start dozing off, completely forgetting about the sales tasks that I've done. And then um, half the things I wanted to get done that day, I've, I've forgotten about. So really looking forward to jumping straight in. And I think a good starting point was uh, would be, Mark, is why are we all so so bad when it comes to wasting time in, in our work days? Ah, oh, because it feels so good sometimes, right? Like, I, <laughs> you know, it, it feels good to sometimes waste that time. Or I guess maybe it doesn't make us feel good afterwards, but it certainly feels in the moment like, oh, yeah, I should respond to that email. Or, oh, yeah, I should continue scrolling LinkedIn. I think why we have so many distractions right now and why we tend to procrastinate, uh, it's not all our fault, right? So for anybody out there that is beating themselves up over like, why can I not get the big things that I want done? Or why can't I stay consistent with it? I think honestly, it's because we're more distracted than ever before. I mean, even more so now than a year ago, definitely. And then with the whole pandemic situation, we've got more parents at home trying to also homeschool kids while also trying to work, you know, in Zoom most hours of the day. So first and foremost, I think a lot of it is there's just more distractions now than ever before. Yeah, certainly. Definitely with um, working from home, I think a lot of us can relate if we've, if we've mm-hmm. got families, if we've got kids running about, or if we've got our partner perhaps also in the same same home, kind of yeah. doing bits and pieces. So there is a lot of distractions. Yeah, and I think digital. Yeah, and even before that, right? Let's even take it out before the pandemic, right? The average executive, I think it's like a hundred plus emails per day. The average just anybody gets over a hundred emails per day, let alone even having to be an executive. That's not to mention all the text messages we get. And let's not forget about social media, right? Some of the smartest mm-hmm. minds in the entire world are working on apps and different things that are on our phone um, for us to spend more time on that app, right? Facebook and Instagram. They 
don't make less money. They don't make um, less money if you don't spend time on the actual application. So we have all these things that are hardwired right now and are designed specifically to try to distract us. And that's why some of the things that I think what we're going to talk about today and what we can roll out um, are, are just really resonating with people, right? They understand that, hey, there's more distractions now than ever before, which just means that um, you have to set up more barriers now than ever before. And there's tactics and there's techniques that you can use just like in any sales situation to really go back and reown your day um, and take the distraction back and, and hopefully achieve what you're looking for. Definitely, man. And I think we've all been guilty of it, kind of waking up first thing in the morning, whether it's checking social media, whether it's checking our emails, whether it's doing something else that is perhaps less less productive than what we really need to be getting done, whether that's servicing our clients, making new business calls, doing cold calls, doing cold outreach, working referrals, or whatever elements of our sales or our business day that could really help grow our business, rather than these uh, mindless admin <laughs> tasks that we could perhaps do at the end of the day or save for another time. So yeah. how can we go about creating the perfect sales day, Mark? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a great question, right? And that's something that I've really been on a hunt for over the past couple months and couple years because I am by nature an individual who loves procrastinating. I'm super easily distracted. Like if there's a shiny penny or a squirrel or something, I'm all over that. Um, I love to be distracted by stuff like that and I can easily do so. So uh, I realized kind of early on and I had a lot of mentors that said, hey, like you got to buckle down and you got to like figure this stuff out, right? You got to get disciplined. And so I learned early on that if I didn't set up the systems and the structure that I needed when it came to sales, when it came to prospecting, when it came to trying to grow my business, I just simply wasn't going to do them, right? I was going to punt. I was going to find something else. And it really stuck with me when I had a mentor who um, who has since passed on. Uh, but he had, he had this great saying that always said, you know, Mark, when you don't want to do something, and I think he was talking about cold calling at this point. He said, if you, if you don't, you know, if you don't want to do something, and let's say it's cold calling, for example, even the dishes look good that day or even like <laughs> vacuuming your room, right? It sounds like so a really true. good idea. Yeah. And I'm guilty of that, right? Like, oh, well, you know, I'll make those calls once I organize my desk or maybe we'll do like a digital like cleanup. Like once I clean up those Dropbox files <laughs> that, you know, I'm never going to look at again, then I'm going to start making calls. That'll make me feel more productive. So I think it's all about kind of establishing, right? Um, what are first at a high level, what are, what does your ideal day look like, right? And what do you okay. need to get accomplished that day. So yeah, so let's kind of take it into the, um, uh, we'll take it into the actual tactics here. So I prescribed to something called an ideal sales day. Uh, and I really believe firmly that if you want to try to achieve anything in sales, you've got to start setting up your ideal sales day. Um, because either you're going to run the day or the day is going to run you. And we've all been in situations where we have a plan, right? And we have to get some certain things done. But by like 8.30 a.m. that morning, we're in the office for maybe 20 minutes, things go haywire. And so if we don't have these systems and these plans to fall back on, um, we can easily, that one day where we miss the calls can turn into three days or five days, thus becoming an entire quarter, becoming an entire year. And, you know, a potential career wasted because of these like daily little fires that we feel like we have to put out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So true. I mean, like you say, I've, I've had times where I've perhaps had a, I don't know, a page or two of email to get through, or I needed to build a presentation or a proposal yeah. or a quote or something that perhaps would have taken 30 or 40 minutes of my time that I could have quickly hammered out. And instead, I perhaps saw something on the floor. I thought, oh, I need to do the hoovering. Just stepped outside my desk. <laughs> like, yeah, I'll do the hoovering. Yeah. Or I might go out and walk the dog quick because that's just that's going to be really fast. And I don't have yeah. to do that later. Or like you said, do the dishes or make myself a quick snack or a cup of tea or get, get a few biscuits from down 
downstairs. It's not going to take long. And any, like you say, when you've got these things on the top of your mind, anything at the time sounds better than actually doing the task that would get the job done. Um, so I think most of us can relate to that, especially myself, Mark. So yeah. what are some strategies we can put into place to almost trick our minds that if we get these jobs done, they're, they're going to be right? And how do we prioritize to know some, some of the better tasks that should perhaps be done first and the strategies about going about them? Yeah, that's a really good question. And so, Sam, let me ask you a quick question then in return. Do you remember what it felt like um, and your workload as well as your efficiency the day before you left on, let's say, like a week vacation when we used to be able to take those or a, a two-week vacation or go on holiday? Do I remember what my work was like, did you say? Yeah. Do you remember like how efficient you were that day before you had to go on vacation? Oh, crazy, crazy efficient because, yeah, I'd be getting loads of stuff done. Uh, yeah, you were super Sam. my colleagues and all that kind of stuff <laughs> yeah you probably wondered like where is this like where is this level <laughs> i always feel like it's um i'm big into riding bikes and it feels like i find like a never another gear right the day yeah. before vacation where it's like oh this normally would have taken me i don't know three or four weeks and now yeah. i'm getting it all done in one afternoon and um, you've got that positivity rush as well because you think yeah prop i'm going somewhere nice somewhere sunny all that kind of stuff so yeah i can't wait to get away let's let's get all this done yeah, so yeah. you've got the motivation, right? You've got a deadline, um, and then you've got uh, you've got yeah, like I mentioned, right? You've got the motivation, and then you've got the deadline, and we can we can recreate that if it's just an ordinary everyday week. So some tools that I'd really recommend is first start by thinking about man, you have that capability, so know that you have that ability to have a very effective, very productive sales day. You've done it before. Chances are, usually it falls on the day before vacation or the day before a holiday. Um, so use that as kind of first that template. Um, and then next, let's start using with what I would call um, different like time blocks, right? Uh, so I really am a big believer in setting up time blocks, right? If you're just waltzing into your day for the first thing with no calendar or no schedule and just like, well, I'm going to start tackling email, right? Then we start doing and start multitasking, which, uh, you know, with the exception of my wife, there's very few good multitaskers <laughs> out there. She's great at it. Me, not so much, right? Um, and, and so we start like doing a little bit of email, a little bit of calls, little bit of maybe marketing or something, but we never actually make progress. So what I really recommend is starting by blocking out your days in either hour or two hour chunks, right? So if you've got sales calls to make, I would recommend, and we'll get into what I call the almighty power hour in a little bit, but I recommend doing those um, not like, you know, over six hours throughout the entire day, but just find an hour or a two hour block in which you can really buckle down and focus on that, right? Um, so a couple of tools that I really, really like to use are the time block first, but also turning off your email, right? So email is a huge distraction. Um, and it's not just email, but also your phone, text messaging, things like that. So first, do an entire detox with your system, with your computer system, that is, uh, and turn off all your notifications. So if you've got Slack, if you've got um, any, if you've got like Microsoft Teams, or if you have any sort of um, notification on your computer that's going to ping you, that's going to take you out of your rhythm, you need to remove that. Next, you got to put your phone, like put it somewhere else, right? Put it over in, in another place out of arm's reach um, so that you can actually have that away from you. So that if someone's going to text, you'd have to physically like stand up, walk on over and go grab that phone. Because you got to remember, this is the most important work. It's not going to get up and walk anywhere. Um, you will be able to get your phone in just a little bit. So those are some of the first things that I would recommend. Just kind of detox your entire environment as well as your computer system to make sure that you're distraction free once you start going into these blocks of time. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've I've learned the hard way with some of that stuff, Mark. So I know for sure, like when when I've got to build a presentation, when I'm getting ready for a call, or when I've got to prepare a few things, I know that I need to turn off um, Skype or Slack, which we use for our team internal communications need mm-hmm. to turn that off need to put my phone to one side need to say look guys i'm going away 30 45 minutes i'll be back in a in a bit because otherwise it just doesn't get done like you say you could yeah. be flashing text flashing whatsapp skype or whatever whatever social media is flashing at you and then it takes you away for five minutes and then you forget where you've got to and it's just a, a vicious cycle right yeah, absolutely. Right. And it's just one thing after another. Oh, well, let me check this text and then I'm going to check social media and then I'll check my email. And I call this really the unproductivity loop, right? We start, it usually mm. starts with email. And then, well, then I'm just going to check social media. And then, you know, while I'm here, I'm going to check in the United States here, it's fantasy football, right? Uh, fantasy sure. American football, right? Well, I'm going to check my scores, see how my team did. Then I'm going to check ESPN. Um, and then I'm going to check like on this trip, I may potentially one day take in like three and a half years and just like do a quick little bit of research, right? And then, oh, hey, it's been about 45 minutes. I better go back into my email. And then we start the loop all over again. And I've been at corporations where uh, that is the norm for a lot of the salespeople. And if they make five calls a day, well, that's a good day. You know, we've got, you know, we did four yesterday. Uh, And sadly, that's where a lot of companies and where a lot of people find themselves in is this never ending unproductivity loop. And do you think we do that, Mark, just because it's a feeling of comfort? So it's something we find, oh, I'm used, used to doing this. I'm used to kind of checking my, my social, my, my text, my, my bits and pieces in between. So it's, it's okay because I'm used to do it, whereas we really need to kind of trick our brain or fool our brain to, like you said, to manage our time, set up these time blocks and really start focusing on what is a priority for ourselves or our business to kind of grow in, in the way that we want to. Yeah, well, I think there's a couple things that factor. And I think the deck is kind of stacked against you as well. Like I mentioned before, we have all these, you know, some of the brightest minds in the entire world are working hard at trying to distract you with uh, a phone or with an application or with a computer program. So you've got to, like I mentioned before, right, you got to detox your system, right, to make sure that you don't have access to that. Because at the end of the day, your willpower um, is going to, willpower is not enough, right? Just saying like, you know what, I'm feeling really good today. Today, I'm not going to do it. Like, that's not enough. We have to have systems in place. Like for me, it comes to like candy in the house. I know if my wife brings it in, uh, into the house, uh, I know that chances are I'm going to eat it. Right. And so the system I have to play with myself is like, just don't even bring it into the house. Um, but we have kids. And so I'm susceptible to that. Uh, um, so that's where I would really start with. Um, and then the next thing that I would really try to concentrate on is just starting with, uh, we can get the same reward that we get from a new email inbox or or a new email in our inbox, I should say, or that exciting like little red button next to our text messages that that shows that we have a text message, we can try to rewire them. We can hack some of those systems with a couple of things. Um, And so, for example, what I really like doing is just setting up these 50-minute blocks of time of when I'm going to work, right? And so one way to um, achieve some success and kind of gamify this for yourself is by making a game out of it. There's a bunch of different journals and some apps that you can use, right? Go figure, right? We try to um, software ties like these productivity things. Um, But a really simple one, a really analog version of this is just by using this timer uh, that I use. It's called the Secura 60-minute timer. And basically, all you do is you just put the amount of time, and I recommend a 50-minute block, or you could do a 30-minute block. Just set a timer for this, and that's going to be the amount of work that you're, that's going to be the amount of time that you're going to work on that individual project. So right, if it's making calls, that's the time. And so I love setting this timer. 
Then when it goes off, I get up, I walk around, I maybe go outside, I'll grab some water, I'll grab a cup of coffee. And that's like that same level of reward. Um, once I hear that ding, I'm like Pavlov's dog. Like once I hear the ding of this, you know, timer going off, I like, oh, I'll get another coffee or oh, I'll get up and I'll go get water, I'll get whatever. Um, and so that's one way we can really gamify this so that you're still getting that same hit of, um, I think that it's like dopamine um, from that you would normally get from a phone of text messages or emails, but you can hack that to, to go get a water to get up from your desk and complete a project. I love that, man. And I can completely relate with the sweets, with the candy, with the chocolate. <laughs> I'm, I'm exactly the same. We actually have my uh, fiance set up a dedicated chocolate and sweets cupboard. And um, I can tell you before I, uh, before I, when I was a single man, I used to have a lot less weight behind me. <laughs> and I'm a sucker for those treats too, but I think I should um, take up that that reward system because that sounds really good. And like you say, it's it's that dopamine hit that you kind of get from a social media when someone engages on your post or um, you get a fresh email come in or a lead comes in your inbox or anything like that. You get that instant hit. Yeah. Whereas um, sometimes you need to space yourself out or set yourself on a certain task and then give you, give you that little buzz, that little reward at the end of the session to to give you that that positive energy that makes sense and yeah yeah make it a game and make it something fun that you want to do right make it something mm. that like when you're done in that 50 minutes it's like oh yes i'm done i get to do this and then set your timer for like 10 minutes or five minutes i've got an apple watch so when that timer goes off and i i'm rewarding myself with this i try to always honor that reward as well because i know that um if i like you know if i don't follow through on that if i don't work that limit and then reward myself a little bit it like diminishes the next work cycle a little bit so always try to reward yourself if that's your thing um, and do something fun that you actually want to do gotcha and mark there's there's a term um i'm probably going to butcher but it's something like um eat the frog at the start of the day yeah um you know eat, always eat the frog first so should we should we be looking at it from from that angle so for example if as part of our work we need to do cold outreach whether that's cold calling cold email perhaps mm. we need to work some referrals um, perhaps we need to get in touch with our existing clients to to see how they're getting on and perhaps offer them some some extra services or products should we do these kind of things right at the start of the day so they get done and then look to do more admin based tasks like checking email and perhaps sorting out projects and that kind of stuff later in the day or does it does it not matter as long as we've got these time blocks allocated with our reward system yeah, you know, I would really recommend, I think, you know, so from my experience leading salespeople, consulting with fast growing sales teams, my experience is that everyone makes time for closing deals. Everyone makes time reaching out to customers that they really like to have positive conversations. Everybody makes time for responding to those emails in your inbox. But what people rarely make time for is that uncomfortable stuff, right? Is that cold outreach? Is that cold calling? So yeah, I totally agree with you. And with Brian Tracy's comment of eat a frog first thing in the morning and it's like the worst thing you'll taste all day. I butcher that comment too all the time. There's so many versions <laughs> of it. Um, so yeah. I totally get you there. Yeah. So I would recommend, and this is really um, what I call the almighty power hour. And so the almighty power hour is one of those blocks of time. I recommend starting with at least an hour, make it one of the first things you're going to do in the day. Um, and really that's the 50 minutes, the 60 minutes of time where all you're going to do is focus on that top of funnel, right? Because all the other things are going to happen, right? If you're, if a deal 
deal's going to close that day. Um, trust me, a deal's going to close that day, right? And so what happens is we, um, what in, during that almighty power, what you want to do is close off all those distractions, right? Close that email, even close your phone, right? If you're not using it, don't take an inbound phone call that you don't necessarily know. If you don't think it's going to be a, a prospect or lead to an actual conversation. And all you should be doing at that time is just focusing on the top of funnel activities so that you can get more prospects into your funnel so that you can eventually write demo and then close, right? And then you lead to this amazing life of fantastic sales results. It's as simple as that, Sam. That's really all you got to do. Um, but I mean that in jest, but right, it's really all about just carving out that niche of time because, uh, you know, chances are if you're not going to carve that out, you're not going to make time for it later in the day. Something's going to come up uh, and then you're just going to fall further and further behind. Yeah. And is that something we need to do each and every day, do you think, Mark? Um, kind of set this time for, if it is in our case, cold cold outreach where we can reach out to, say, X amount, 20, 30, 40 potential new customers, start a conversation with them and potentially book an appointment, book a meeting or whatever we do as part of our sales process for organization. Um, so we get into that daily habit of doing that. So then it becomes less of a strain and more something that we're, we're trained, we're, we're used to doing. And then it becomes, like I say, a habit. So we've mm -hmm. got that and we've got a steady flow of, of bookings, meetings coming in. Oh, yeah, I definitely agree. I think, you know, cold outreach and cold calling and, and the actual act of prospecting um, with sales, I think it's like a muscle. I think it's like anything else, right? And that muscle is either going to grow or it's going to diminish over time. And so, yeah, I think every single day, um, there's a bunch of people that I follow that I've read um, throughout history that that's one of their keys to success is that every single day they're prospecting at every level, whether they were an entry level SDR or BDR, or if they were an accomplished account executive, or if they were leading teams of hundreds, if not thousands of salespeople. I even heard stories of CEOs that spent time doing outreach and now maybe not at the level, right, that an SDR is going to, but still being in the process of going out, making calls, selling and talking to actual people or engaging in conversation with actual people. So yeah, I totally agree with that. Yeah, sure. And in, in theory, it all sounds really good. But I know when it comes down to cold outreach, I mean, we're quite fortunate at WebChoice as a lot of our business comes inbound through things like our SEO positioning, yeah. Google rankings, our, our, our ads and, and LinkedIn too. Um, so whilst I did in my younger days where I was a, a junior sales rep or a um, SDR, I can remember days kind of sitting in my seat, cold calling until I was literally sweating at my desk <laughs> and all that good stuff. Um but no, like you say, it's reaching out to new customers is obviously a vital part of generating business and, and getting meetings booked. Um, have you and, got any tips? Sorry, Mark. Oh, I was just going to say, yeah, and Sam, you bring up a really good topic too, right? And so I'm really focused on like the cold calling, right? Or uh, cold like prospecting and outreach as well. But for a lot of businesses, maybe it's more important for you to film that like LinkedIn video. And that's where your level of anxiety is raised. And that's the thing that you're putting off for, you know, days or hours or weeks or whatever that is, right? Where if you just spent an hour, you tackled that first, that could, you know, would, would potentially lead and help your marketing funnel. So, you know, I use cold cold calling as an example, because that's really one of the first things that people say, like, I don't love doing that. That's not really what I want to do. But find kind of what that is for you. But it has to be client facing, right? It can't be like, well, I really don't want to do this back end admin work, right? Of like taking a picture of my receipts or, you know, uploading something in my files. Um, that's not the time to do your your work in your almighty power hour. It's got to be something that is going to potentially bring in business to the organization. Makes sense. All about starting new conversations with with prospective customers, no matter yeah. what what channel it is. So whether it's email, call, or or LinkedIn video, or or some other way to to reaching out. Business Growth Show is sponsored by Vidyard. In today's digital world, getting the attention of key prospects can be a tricky task. 
Emails and phone calls are often ignored and meeting up in person is rarely an option. And that's exactly why tools like Vidyard have become so effective. Vidyard is a free app that makes it easy to record and send custom video messages that truly stand out and generate more responses. It's a great way to introduce yourself, to showcase your personality and to create a more personal connection from your very first outreach. You can sign up for your own free account today at vidyard.com forward slash BGS to start sending your very own video messages. That's vidyard.com forward slash BGS. The show is also sponsored by Web Choice. Are you tired of hunting for clients? You could be missing out on regular inbound opportunities all because your website isn't on the first page of Google. Perhaps you're already spending money on marketing, but your website is failing to convert your hard-earned visitors into a consistent flow of leads and sales. Want to learn more about WebChoice's unusual approach that brings idle clients straight to you? Book a free digital marketing assessment today at webchoiceuk.com. That's webchoiceuk.com. Have you got any tips, Mark, in terms of the mindset? Because it's all good and well saying, yeah, I'm going to do a bunch of cold calls. But we've all been there where we've actually got to dialing. We've got got the rejection. People are telling us um, to F off all the spare words and everything under the sun to actually kind of stay focused while that's going on. Or is it just a case of, like you said, getting that muscle trained and just just powering through it and and making it happen then making sure you've got that reward at the end of the the hour, what time we've set out to, to do it? Yeah, well, no reward at the end of that 50 minutes is going to help you feel better about someone cussing you out or, or swearing at you. And I, you know, that sucks to be in those situations and that's no good. But a couple of the mindset things that have really worked for myself and worked for clients in the past, um, one of the things that is probably not something that many think of, I would relate it to uh, a cooking technique called mise en place. And Sam, do you know what mise en place is or what it's commonly referred to as like your mise in, in cooking terms? I'm afraid not. I'm possibly one of the worst chefs in the United Kingdom. So you're going to have to elaborate a blip, please, Mark. No, that's no problem. I've watched a ton of Netflix documentaries and my whole family, my my girls, I've got two of them that are nine and six and a half. They love watching cooking shows as well. Uh, the other one came up to me the other day and said, Dad, I want to temper chocolate. Like, I don't even know what that is or how you would do that. <laughs> but anyways, that that's kind of our thing here at the Evans house. And um, so mise en place is a technique called everything in its place. And it's a, it's a technique that's followed by everybody whether you're at a local like fast food store um, or like a McDonald's or, or a Wendy's here in the States, um, or if you're at a you know five-star Michelin uh, restaurant you know in France or, or somewhere else, right? A really high-end restaurant. And it's really the process of getting everything and putting everything in its place. So um, for example, right, chefs, if they have a dinner service at five, they don't just show up at like 4.30 and like, hey, I wonder what we're making today, right? Um, which is often what we do in sales, right? We show up maybe, you know, 10 minutes. Sometimes we show up on time. It's like, all right, I wonder who we're calling or what we're doing. And so I really try to bring in that mentality of mise en place into sales because uh, it is such an important job and so few are doing it. So mise en place, right, is when you're getting your meat ready. It's when you're chopping your vegetables. It's when you're getting your sauces just right so that when dinner service comes, you can have this flawless execution, right? Or you Mm. can have this great dinner presentation. So you're not, right, you're not like making sauce on the fly, like while there's 30 orders backed up. And that's what so many people in sales are doing. They're showing up 
at let's say if you start at 8 a.m they're showing up at like 758 you know 803 or something like that they're spending you know the first 25 minutes of their day just kind of getting settled in get some water get some coffee maybe use the restroom talk to some friends about the game i saw last night and then you know maybe by like nine i'll check some emails and i'll get started then i'll get into this own productivity loop that we covered before and hey pretty soon before i know it it's noon where are we going for lunch uh and so on and so forth right and then in the afternoon we get this other unproductivity loop and then we got just lost an entire day so where salespeople could save a ton of time and ton of effort and really help get over those hurdles is by removing all those barriers, right? So having your mise en place ready, knowing who you're going to call, but more importantly, knowing where you're going to search for the content you're going to need for that day, right? Mm-hmm. Just about every day, your clients or your prospects are requesting, you know, similar like questions on pricing or feature requests or FAQs or, you know, what do you do in this situation or what are these use cases? And a lot of salespeople, right, their sales process and a lot of organizations their sales process looks like a scattered mess. We've got some messaging over here in Google Drives. We've got some in Dropbox. And we've got some like training and some objection handling techniques in this three-ring binder that we have to blow dust off every single time. And so in order for salespeople um, to really kind of make that leap and to make it easy for them, put that stuff all in one area, right? Put all of that content, all that information in one easy-to-access area. And that reduces the burden, right? That reduces the lift that it takes for a person to get started. It's like going to the gym, right? There's the there's the advice that everybody hears right around New Year's of, well, if you want to start working out more, right? Like make sure your shoes are next to your bed and water and workout clothes. Well, do the same thing in sales, right? Get all that content and all that information ready. You know it's going to be asked of you. So just get ready so that you can actually use it when you're ready to sell. Yeah, and that makes perfect sense. And that was, I really enjoyed that analogy, actually, Mark, comparing the the cook, the cooks, the chef's job of preparing all the food. Like you said, you wouldn't just walk into a kitchen, expect everything to be ready. You've probably, like you say, got to prepare all the ingredients beforehand, wipe down all the services, yeah. make sure you know what's amount of people that are going to be in the restaurant that day, especially if you're in a fine dining restaurant. Um, so we'd like to think that as sales professionals, business owners, we're, we're doing the same, but in our relevant niches in our relevant industry. So really doing those things like understanding what you're going to do, perhaps whether it's at the end of your day prepping for the calls you're going to make the next day yeah. or getting the content ready that you're going to distribute on, whether it's on social media or whether you're going to hand to your existing clients. So those kind of small things really add up. And I've learned the hard way, certainly from just trying to wing it and then wondering where the heck the day's gone. Where, if you, like you say, if you actually put in a little bit of time, whether it's the end of your day and your evening or your weekends, to kind of plan who you're going to reach out to that day, what you need to get done, who you're going to have a conversation with, mm-hmm. existing clients you're going to talk to, it just saves so much time, right? And then means that when you when you do get to your desk at nine a.m. or eight a.m., whatever time you start, you're not kind of panicking, messing around with email or faffing around with something that's that's a bad use of your time. Yeah. And how much better do you feel, Sam, when you have those days of like, hey, you're on point, you're prepared, you're ready, you're planned for the next day, or maybe like that following Monday, right? Compare that to a day where it's like, you're just a scattered like dervish, right? Of like, I'm doing a little bit of this, doing a little bit of that. Um, I don't know about you, but I sleep so much better on the former, right? On the days where I'm super prepared, super dialed in and intentional about about what I'm doing versus the other. 
Hundred percent, man. There's there's no questions asked. Mark, <laughs> <laughs> oh, really, really enjoyed the chat, man. Um, and before we wrap things up, have you got any other tips that we should be looking into on how we can kind of really prioritize key tasks and, and make sure that we're we're getting the best out of our work there? We pretty much covered everything. Yeah, I think we've covered a lot. There are some things that I put in my book, and uh, your listeners can get a free copy of that um, at the website getsaleskit.com forward slash book. You can get a digital copy, and if you really want one, just respond to the email in which it comes and I'll send you a, a hard copy as well. So um, yeah, so I mean, there we go into a lot of tech, uh, we go into a lot more tactics and techniques uh, in that book as well. So if this is something that resonated, go check that out. Yeah, yeah, really appreciate it, Mark. And tell us a bit more about how people can learn from you. Um, if there's any other business um, ways that people can connect with you, whether it's LinkedIn, your website, anything else you'd like to promote, sir? Yeah, LinkedIn is where I'm most active at. Um, and so you can find me there. And then also, and I'll send you a link uh, to link in the comments. I think I'm at like linkedin.com forward slash sales playbooks. And then I also have a uh, software company that I own called getsaleskit.com. And we're really all about helping companies kind of create that source of truth for all of their sales knowledge all their sales process, all their sales messaging. So sales teams and sales individuals can spend more time selling than actually searching for the content that they need. So um, you can find that there at getsaleskit.com. Awesome, Mark. Once again, thanks so much for coming on. Really appreciate the, the help you've offered to our audience today. This was awesome. It's my pleasure. Thanks so much for having me on. Cheers, dude. And if you enjoyed the show, as always, be sure to hit subscribe on your podcast channel of choice, be it Apple, Spotify, YouTube, wherever the heck you get your podcast from. We interview business leaders each and every week to help you boost your sales, make best use of marketing and grow your business. And thank you very much for tuning in.